Uh, Father God, we do pray that you would anoint this time with your presence, uh, that you would give us a sense of uh, your direction, uh, your power, your movement in this place. Um, We have much to be grateful for from 2017, much for which to be expectant in 2018. We pray, Lord, uh, for your ministry this morning, uh, we incline ourselves to receive from you. Come, Holy Spirit. In Christ's name, amen. Uh, How was your Christmas? All right, so-so. All right, good. Good. How many of you started celebrating New Year's early, it sounds like? No? How many of you are just tired? All right, clearly, clearly we need some, some warm-up, so, uh, so let's do a warm-up question. Everybody, everybody roll your shoulders, roll your neck, twist your spine, reach out, high-five somebody next to you, to the left, to the right. Good, now you've made friends, you've bonded. Uh, you can discuss among yourselves in groups of three or four. Here's your warm-up question. Are you ready? Your warm-up question. I do not think you will need to write this down. Just listen and focus. How do you prepare yourself? How do you prepare yourself? Or if you will, in what way do you prepare yourself? That's the warm-up question. Now, you might ask yourself, prepare myself for what? I am not specifying. That's up to you. You just answer the question any way that you see fit as long as you answer the question. And do answer the question because Jesus is looking. All right. So gather with the people around you and and just, just share your answers. How do you prepare yourself? How do you prepare yourself? Share your answers. There will be rewards in heaven for the best answer. All right, so uh, share with me. What are some good answers that you heard? Uh, How do you prepare yourself? I'm sorry? Prayer and fasting. Spiritual. That's why we can count on Claudette for this. Awesome. Prayer and fasting. Uh, and, and fasting is, is going without, for instance, going without food for, for five days. Would you recommend it? Highly, Highly she says. Uh, Claudette's been working, I happen to know. Uh, other ways, how do you prepare yourself? Exercise. Prepare yourself with exercise. Fantastic. What, the, the, uh, the uh, bouncy Chinese woman in the back there? What's that? We research. That was Monica's answer. Both of you research. Studious. You research to prepare yourself. I like it. That makes sense, right? By being still. None of this research, none of this exercise, sitting still is how we prepare ourselves. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, just, Just out of curiosity. How does stillness prepare you? Helps you to hear the voice of God. Just to put a point on it, of course. I love it. Yes, more good answers. Quack. You show up. That's how you prepare yourself. Because you ain't doing nothing if you're not there. You show up. Showing up is 80% of anything. Brilliant. I love it. You got to show up. That's the first step. That's the first preparation. Yeah. You do your laundry. 
And, and that works on so many levels, right? I mean, there's laundry, and then there's laundry, right? You do your laundry. Yeah, because if your laundry's dirty, you're not, you're, not, you're not showing up. Yeah, Antonio. You take a nap. I, I think you've got your finger on the pulse of blue water. Napping, napping, there's nothing more spiritual, there's nothing more strength building uh, than, than napping. Uh, I love it. Uh, well done, uh, you sound like well-prepared people, and it sounds like uh, you all have techniques uh, which you know get you ready. Warm up number two! Everybody give a high five, five to the person next to you. We're really working hard on waking up this morning. Um, we're just going to do an attitude warm-up uh, because attitude uh, is, uh, is a, a, a huge factor in life. Uh, and ad- what is attitude? Attitude is your approach to something. It's the way you position yourself with respect to something. It's the posture that you take. So everybody stand up and let's do attitudinal postures. Let's change our physical attitude, change our physical vector. So we're going to do some exercises. And, and the key to this exercise is that you can't think about it too hard. You just have to go with it. Uh, and uh, we're great at not thinking too hard at Blue Water, so this should be fine. This should be fine for us. If you're visiting and you're thinking, wow, is it this awkward every Sunday? Yeah, pr- pr- pretty much. Pretty much. Now, now, now you know. All right, so we're going to do, do postures. Like everybody, you know, like take, take the Wonder Woman posture for a second. You know, that's a posture. You can take the Superman posture for a second. That's the posture. All right, now we have to be a bit more creative. Let's do receiving posture. On the count of three, one, two, three, receive. This is, this is, this is like a, a psychological test because some of you are like receiving, some of you are like receiving, and some of you are like receiving. It's a personality test. I love it. All right, give yourself that. That's good. That was receiving. But if you're going to receive, right, this is not a good posture, right? Yep, you got to get yourself ready. All right, let's do uh, giving posture. One, two, three, give. Oh. Again, re- really nice, really interesting. I saw giving posture. I saw giving posture, and then I saw some giving posture. It's like, oh, no, you're going to take this. So there's, there's giving, and then there's giving and getting it right. That was good, giving posture. All right, let's do this one. <clears throat> Maximum creativity. Let's take resolution posture. Resolution posture. New Year's resolutions are coming. We're doing our resolution service next week. One, two, three, resolve. Just hold it there for a second. This is very entertaining. Yeah. All right. I see, I see, you know, the classic. Uh, I see uh, the, double, the double fist pump. I saw some touchdowns. <laughs> I saw uh, Leon, Leon had the hand over heart. I thought that, that was pretty clever. That was very good. Some of this, strong, strong body postures. All right, good. Well done. One more high five and you can sit down. I mean, that was all about... That was all about getting ready, you know, and that, that was all exercise. We call it warming up uh, sometimes uh, on Blue Water Sunday, but, but it's really about 
getting ready. And, and really, you don't, you don't get what you want unless you prepare to get what you want. You don't let, get what you want if you're not in the proper position or the proper posture to get what you want. That can be true physically, but that can also just be a life principle. If you want something, then, then get set. Uh, I was uh, reading a, a book on uh, diet research, nutrition, and stuff uh, like that recently, and uh, the one line I remember most from the book was, uh, if you drink a green smoothie every morning, then for the rest of the day, you will make green smoothie decisions. If you eat bacon and eggs for breakfast every morning, then the rest of the day, you will make bacon and eggs decisions. Yes, yes, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Revelation is occurring all over the auditorium. Uh, that, that's something that I think is true nutritionally, of course. Uh, I think there's also a life principle there as well. I mean, the life principle is how you start your day influences the rest of your day, right? Um, and what you, what you put into you uh, determines what you will uh, put into you. Uh, what you're ready for determines what you get. What you're ready for determines what you get. I just think that's, that's really true. I think that should be a tattoo on, on somebody. Uh, so whoever comes to church next week with that tattooed uh, on their body uh, will get uh, heavenly rewards. We, we have a resident tattoo artist. He's ready. He's got the design in mind. I know him. Uh, what you're ready for very often determines what you get. A lot about life. There's a lot, there's a lot in life that, that's about getting set or, or getting ready. Now, I think life is largely about attitude. I've preached that sermon uh, a number of times, particularly this year at, at Blue Water. Again, attitude is your uh, approach to things. When, when, when airplane airplane pilots talk about the attitude of the plane. They're talking about the, the, um, the level and the, the, uh, the angle that the plane is um, using to approach something. How you approach something is your attitude in life. If you drink a green smoothie, you're approaching your day in a certain way, aren't you? Um, your attitude um, is the most contagious thing about you. That is one of our blue water truisms. Your attitude is the most contagious thing about you. It's not, it's not what you believe that is powerfully contagious about you. It's how you go about believing it that is contagious about you. Your attitude is the most contagious thing. Your attitude influences how you see things in life. It influences how you act in life. It influences if you act in life. And I think it influences the power with which you act in life. Athletes and soldiers and other people who, who, who compete intensely or who do high-risk things in life all understand um, how important attitude is, and, and, and most people like that have rituals and exercises to strengthen their attitudes in vital moments. You know, they have, well, I mean, you know, high-five exercises or, 
or uh, ready dances or celebration dances or sayings or nicknames they give one another. Uh, people who work very hard at high-risk things or in intense things value getting their attitude on. It's part of every intense culture. Faith, of course, is an attitude. Um, most importantly, when I think about faith, I don't, I don't think about what I believe. I think about how I apply what I believe, how I go about believing what I believe. It's, it's the vector with which I approach life. Here, here's the thing. If attitude is such a huge deal in life, then the act of putting it on, the act of, of getting set, the act of posturing up in life is absolutely crucial to how we live and absolutely crucial to the outcomes that we get in life. You can, you, can de- you can decide to believe something, right? You can decide to believe in something, and then you can take that decision and you can put it on a shelf and just go for days and weeks and months and not have to think about it because you made that decision, then it's done. So if, if faith is about what you believe in, you know, that's really easy. But if faith is about how, how you go about believing in it and how you apply it and how you go through your day, then you have to put that on every day. You can't just put that on the shelf. Every day you need to get your attitude on. Why? Well, because our, our attention and our intensity and our energy level varies. All of that stuff fluctuates and wanders, you know. What we believe in might not vary too much. But how we go about believing it varies immensely if we don't pay attention to it in some regular, consistent, ritualistic, routine sort of way. You've got you to put it on. You've got to put your faith on every day. You've got to put your attitude on every day. Otherwise, it's just too easy to coast. It's too easy, easy to get stuck in neutral. It's too easy to drift. It's too easy to be pointless if we don't get set every day. What is it that we're getting set? I don't know. Are, are you setting your attitude? You're setting your heart? You're setting your mind? I like to think about mindset. You've got you to gotta get your focus on Get your passion focused or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I see some nods, but I'm not feeling much attitude. You know what I'm talking about? All right. A little bit better. You need more warm-ups? You need to do more awkward exercises? Because I got some. We can do it. We can do, we can do push-ups. We got this. Yeah. Uh, th- this, I think, is why... We see so many what I would call attitude exercises in Scripture. You know, uh, whenever we get those those personal pictures, those those vignettes, um, or personal declarations in Scripture, all those things are, are just just loaded with attitude. And you think about about the Psalms. Right in the middle of of uh, of the Bible, there's this book called the Psalms, or literally the songs. It's a song book. It has 150 different songs in it, uh, translated from uh, the original Hebrew, of course. Um, and, and, you know, go through it sometime and, and just take note of how many declarations of attitude there are. The writers are constantly saying things like, um, I will celebrate. I will shout. I am lifting my hands. What? I mean... That's sort of self-referential nonsense, or 
or its attitude statement. I will shout. Why is that important for me to know? Well, that's a declaration of attitude, isn't it? I'm, I, 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 will, I will lift my hands. I will take a knee. I will bow down. Those are all attitude statements. It's just talking about posturing up, making some sort of intense response to life or to something God has done. Uh, you even see it in, in the narrative stories, like, you know, in the Jesus story, when, it, when the end was drawing near for Jesus and, and, and uh, he was going to go to Jerusalem for the last time, and he knew he was going to be killed there. It says that, that he, he set his face like flint, you know, toward Jerusalem. Like, for Jesus, he was a pretty healthy guy, but to walk knowingly to his death, he had to get a little attitude on. You know, he had to set himself in order to follow through because the first step to anything is getting ready for it. The first step to, to following through on anything is, is mindset, getting your game on before you leap into the game. We could go on and on and talk about more, but the, adi- the, the Bible just drips with attitude, all to say how you start your day is kind of a big deal. How you start anything is kind of a a big deal. How you put your spirit into it, or we have that phrase, how you put your heart into it is a really big deal in life. We have to get set before we go. That's just an important life principle. And of course, I think about this every new year. I love this time of year. It might, it might actually be my, my favorite time of year, the, the, the space between Christmas and New Year's. It's sort of a natural transition week, and, and a lot of people use it for reflection and thinking about what has happened in the previous year. Uh, I tend to be a little more forward-looking out of, you know, from personality and reflex. I like to think about what's coming in the next year. And, and what I want to achieve. And as I've gotten older, I've learned that I just don't want to think about what I'm going to achieve. I want to think about how I'm going to go about achieving it. And the first thing, the most important thing in that respect is, is, is my attitude. What, what I'm going to put on, how I'm going to get set, how I'm going to keep getting set in order to pull off these things that I want to do. Do you have things that you want to do in 2018? Have you thought about it? Because if you're new to Blue Water, the first Sunday of the year is New Year's Resolution Sunday where I, I like, make you think about what you want to do in 2018. So if you don't have resolutions, uh, it's just going to be really embarrassing for you. Yeah, it's really, really awkward and uncomfortable. And, uh, but we'll talk more about that um, next year. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm snarky about it. I'm, I'm sarcastic and, and in your face about it. But uh, underneath all of that is, is what I think is, is a very refreshing and powerful spiritual opportunity um, to take stock and to get ready is an important spiritual exercise uh, for all of us. So why not? Why not embrace uh, New Year's resolutions? Uh, we're going to celebrate those next week just so you know. But in preparation for making resolutions, in preparation for resolve, in preparation for getting started on something new or taking it to the next level, um, I I just wanted to stress today, you know, attitude and 
preparation and getting ready and, and mindset, I want to talk about how to program yourself for what's coming. Um, do you, you ever think about self-programming? That sounds that's such a dispassionate technical term, you know, self-programming. But it's very millennial, and I try to be hip. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with the kids, you know. Yeah, programming. Okay, maybe not. Um, I, I think a lot about self-programming, or you could use a different word, self-conditioning or, or mind-setting. Uh, I think uh, I, I try to work on myself a little bit every day. I'm a naturally pessimistic person. I am a, I, I am a, a, a dark person if I let myself drift. I'm seeing a lot of heads nodding. Stop it. You know, but I'm, I'm not naturally uh, bubbly. I'm not naturally optimistic. I'm not, I'm not naturally faith-filled. I got to work on that. And, and that, that's what I call, you know, self-conditioning. If I'm going to get through the day well, I got to start the day well. I got to start the day with some intentionality, you know. So I have, I have ways of doing that. And, and I, I think it's a, a crucial life skill because the first part of any worthy thing you do is your choice of attitude with which to do it. It's whether or not you're getting set and doing it with the proper spirit, the proper attitude. Are you going to do it with faith? Are you going to do it with passion? Or are you going to be hesitant? Or are you going to be resentful about doing it? That choice is huge. And in some ways, there is no more spiritual thing in life. I don't think the the approach that you take to things in life. So our scripture uh, for today, you'll find it on the back of your program. Um, it's from Ephesians 6. Um, it's a lot of, uh, of preparation scriptures in the Bible, and I chose one that I thought was actually pretty familiar. Uh, if you've hung around scripture a lot in life, this is one that you probably know or have heard people talking about. It's about putting on the armor of God. The book of Ephesians is essentially a letter that the Apostle Paul writes to this church in Ephesus that he had helped develop uh, several years previous to the writing uh, of this letter. And, and, and in the letter, it's, it's a very practical letter. It's just filled with practical advice about um, relating to God and relating to other people especially and how to get through difficult times. And then he gets to the end of the letter, the sixth chapter, and he's wrapping it up. So, so he's trying to come up with something that's just, that ties it all together, that, that just sort of dials people down into uh, what he was trying to get across. So this is what he says. He says, finally, you know, we arrive at this, guys. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And that's, that's, a, that's an imperative uh, sentence he's using, grammatically speaking. He's using the imperative form. He's saying, get strong. Become strong in the Lord uh, and in his mighty powder, power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Life is a battlefield, and it's a supernatural, spiritual battlefield. There are things trying to take you out spiritually. 
That's the main thing Paul is saying. It's not all those practical things. Somebody's trying to steal your heart. Somebody's trying to take your spirit from you. That's what I want you to focus on first. And you've got to be strong against that. You've got to be able to take your stand against that. That's the main thing, Paul says. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. It's a little repetitive, right? It's like stand, stand, stand. He said it three times now. It's like life is violent, he's saying. Life requires force and, and you've got to put on your armor Stand firm then, he says it one more time, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God or the message of God or literally in in, in, uh, in the Greek, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert. Some translations will say, be ready or be prepared. And always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. This is kind of a famous, famous passage because people like to think about putting on the armor of God, you know, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the sandals of the readiness of, of the gospel of, of peace. And there's so much symbolism there. You know, you think about truth, you think about righteousness, you think about peace and, and readiness, and all those things are very fruitful uh, meditations uh, for us to, for us to uh, exercise. But I want to, I this morning, just kind of downplay what all the various symbols mean, and Justin said to focus on the overall point of, of this passage, I think, which firstly is, is about just the, the combat that life is. It's the spiritual combat. We get obsessed with all our practical obstacles in any given day, but Paul is stressing, no, 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 life is a spiritual combat. There are spiritual forces. There, there, are, there are demons, you know, there there are invisible spiritual enemies trying to take you out every day, and you've got to keep track of that, and you've got to get ready for that. Life is combat. The world is chaos. There is no such thing as a neutral day. And so if you don't, it's like swimming across a river. If you're not, if you're not stroking upstream, you are drifting downstream. There is no stasis. There is no neutral in life. Um, that's the first thing that, that he's saying. One of the things that makes our battle so serious is that we have the temptation to think that it's not serious. We have to remind ourselves that it is a battle. That's really hard. You know, you're in a life and death struggle that you might not even notice on any given day. And that just speaks right to attitude, right? You have to remind yourself every day that when you step out your door or get out of your bed, you're stepping into combat. You're stepping into struggle. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Um, you know, get ready. Get set, I think is, is what he's saying. You've got you to do this. You've got to put on armor. 
with this in mind, in other words, set your mind, be alert, be, be prepared, have a prepared mindset. Do something to get it on, to get your attitude on every day, is what Paul is saying. Because if you don't, you will get carved to pieces. You will get sedated. You will get sleepy and drift away if you don't get your attitude on every day. If you don't prepare yourself regularly, if you don't have some way of doing it, then you will get taken out. And what I love about this passage, what many people love about this passage, is that Paul gives you a window into one of his daily rituals. You know, how, how does he do it? Well, I mean, he, he has this sort of mental ritual that he goes through. He like, I put on the, the belt of truth. I'm going to gird myself with truth. Well, you can kind of imagine what that's like for him. Is, 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 is truth something that you put on? Is truth an attitude? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Because the main skill of truth is valuing truth. And I think most human beings go through the day not really caring what's true or false, but just caring about what gets them through the day, what's convenient to believe. You know, the most convenient thing is just to kind of drift along with the majority opinion. It's just to think like other people around you think. But to value truth, that takes a certain amount of violence. You've got to take a stand if you're going to be a person of truth. And it just kind of, it's a window into Paul's exercise of truth. Put on the, the breastplate of, of righteousness. You know, you've got <clears throat> you to you gotta want it, you know. That's heavy to carry around a breastplate. You feel that, lugging that sucker around. It's like, you know, the shield of faith. Shields in those days weighed about 20 pounds. Imagine hauling that around all day long. Well, you have to, you know. You got you to gotta armor up for these things. Anyway, we could go through all of the symbols again, but it's just a picture of a ritual that, that Paul recommends. There's nothing canonical about it. You don't have to do it the way that Paul did it, but you see value in that he had something uh, to do. That's, that's what I love uh, about this passage. If you don't have routines of preparation, then, then, then clearly you're not going to be ready. And, and I guarantee that. I just, that's just from me to you. If you don't have routines of preparation every day, then you're not ready. And you're not, you're not really resolved. And <clears throat> eventually you'll just kind, of, just kind of drift away because the world is chaotic and combative. You don't want to walk into a war zone casually. Um, I have little routines of preparation that I do every day. I do a lot of self-talk. Um, I'm an introverted guy. Uh, I don't like to talk much, but I do talk to myself. For how many of you is that surprising? Um, I, talk, I talk to myself a lot. When I get up in the morning, um, I, I say something to myself uh, right away. You know, one of my favorites is, oh, today I will kick butt and make myself proud. Somebody gave me a coffee mug recently. It said, um, kick butt on it. Uh, other things that I say to, uh, to get myself uh, going, I, I, will, I will look in the mirror and, and say simply, ready. I will do that. I will often go outside uh, with my uh, first cup of coffee in the morning and, and, uh, and toast the day. It's not even a prayer. It's just kind of like 
uh, yes, I'm here. It's just to sort of get me to engage. And the reason I do those things is not because doing them is itself so magical and powerful, but I know that if I don't do self-talk in the morning, I will do self-doubt in the morning. You know, something else will take that space. If I don't say something positive, my natural inclination is to be negative and dark. It's just the way I roll, you know? It's just, just how it is uh, for me. Of course, prayer is a great ritual of readiness uh, for me and, and for many of us. Um, I compartmentalize my day because I have various kinds of things that I do, and I will often pause before launching into a new segment of my day and just, just go through the Lord's Prayer really quickly. Why the Lord's Prayer? Well, because it's ritualistic, precisely because it is so routine that I don't have to think about it very much. But it just sort of helps me, you know, get set. If I have to say, you know, Father in heaven. Well, Father is a very loaded word for me. Just saying that word for me kind of arrests my attention uh, a little bit. You know, hallowed be your name. You know, I'm going to do this, and I want uh, you to get the glory from it. Your kingdom come. Well, kingdom, that's a real loaded word for me, the kingdom of God. Man, I meditate on that all the time. You know, let your order come to earth. I want to do this in the right way uh, so that it produces the right results. And, you know, and it takes me, you know, two minutes. But I know that if I don't do that, then whatever project I'm going to will get slow and burdensome. And anyway, some things that I do. I started this sermon by asking you what you do to get prepared. Uh, and I think we had different answers, but everybody had answers, right? Um, I work in the office with Antonio every day, and I can tell you that, yeah, he naps. You know, it's like five, six times before every segment of the day, but that, that, that gets him ready, you know. Uh, but we all, we all have preparation and get ready rituals. Uh, so just use them is all I'm saying. All right, New Year's resolution. I'm just going to give you some tips because next week we're going to celebrate New Year's resolutions, celebrate our decisions uh, to try to grow and be specific about how we're growing in 2018. Here's what I would say. More important than just setting goals, it is important for us to set pathways to those goals. Um, we want to set daily systems. We want to set the rituals and the routines that get us where we want to go. So if you want to, if you want to drop 15 pounds in 2018, I can tell you that I will lose 15 pounds is a crappy resolution. Here's a good resolution. Uh, I will exercise four times a week on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for 30 minutes each time at this time of day. And this is sort of the exercise that I will do. Okay, that's a good resolution because that is something to which you can be held accountable. That is something that you need to get ready for. That is something that demands focus. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, the number one weapon of chaos is vagueness. Right? Uh, chaos wants you to be vague and order wants you to be uh, specific and focused and ready. So little meditation for you. And the more focused you are, I find, the more attitude is required of you. You have to get it on. You have to get ready uh, to go. Um, if you want to 
bring several people to faith in Christ this year, then the most important thing for you to do to set a resolution is to describe to yourself how you're going to go about pursuing that. You need to have a pathway. You need to define the pathway and not just tell yourself the destination. You understand? Nod your head violently if you understand. Good. That's attitude. I love it. Uh, we talk a lot at Blue Water about having a pathway to purpose. You know, it's not enough to have a purpose. You have to have a pathway to purpose, or you have to have a pathway to resolution, uh, if you will, for 2018. Uh, and I just want to stress to you that an important part of any pathway is the attitude the attitudinal preparation that you bring to bear on your journey. With what spirit do you want to accomplish what you want to accomplish? Let's say you are going to drop 15 pounds. With what spirit are you going to do it? What is going to be the most important attitude for you to drop the weight? Let's say more significantly, you want to bring several people to faith in Christ this year. What is the most important attitude that will be required of you if you want to pull that off? You need to know. You need to know. And you need to get that on. You need to buckle that up. Super important principle. That is your spiritual battle right there. At least that's where it starts. Uh, so if you tell me what you're going to accomplish in 2018, I'm going to ask you, well, what attitude are you going to use to get that done? What, what mindset what readiness are, are you going to take? Um, Sub-tip, the more spiritual your goal, the more practical and attitudinal your approach needs to be. So if you say something like, in 2018, I'm going to have less shame in my life. Well, that's a great resolution. That's a great goal. That's a high goal. But pause and think about it. What pathway are you going to take to less shame? And what attitude do you need to be a less shame-based person? Ah, those are the crucial questions. Those are the vital ones. And it's something that you can think about this week. Because next week when we celebrate our resolutions, you'll, you'll be ready to think it through. And you're inviting the Lord to speak into it. And that's what really makes for great change in our life. Make a pathway to resolution or a pathway to purpose for 2018. Are you in? Six of you are in. <laughs> I feel like I've accomplished my job this morning. Thank you. Uh, stand up with me. I'm going to close by inviting the Holy Spirit to come and to minister to us this morning. And uh, let's get ready uh, for his ministry. And I would just invite you to take the posture to assume the attitude that you think will be most helpful uh, during this moment of the Holy Spirit ministering to us. Do you want to take an attitude of receiving? Do you want to take an attitude of giving? Uh, do you want to take an attitude of resolve, resolution, intensity? What attitude do you want to take to receive from the Lord? And I want to tell you that your choice of attitude is the first step to receiving from the Lord. 
faith is, is the king attitude. I mean, that's, that's the biggie. There's so many flavors of it. So go ahead, take your attitude. Father God, uh, let your kingdom come and um, be glorified by the results. Uh, we all would appreciate something from you in this transition from 2017. I pray, Lord, uh, for your partnership with our uh, resolutions, our attitude. Uh, we interact with you, Lord, with an attitude of, of gratefulness. Some of us come to you in sorrow, Lord, but we come with open sorrow, not protective sorrow, uh, not closed. We receive where we need to receive. come with an attitude of giving, Lord, um, for we've received all that we have from you. Give us the faith to give, to be generous and to be bold, to be intense and relentless. We are your people, Lord, and, uh, and this is your year. So come, Holy Spirit, and give us what we need. I pray that you would drop uh, freedom into the individuals who need freedom. I pray that you would drop clarity into individuals that need clarity, that you would just remove the vagueness and confusion in Jesus' name. I pray that you would drop energy and power into those of us who need energy and power this morning. Energy and power for what's coming to get free of what has, has, has tied us up uh, so far. I pray that you drop attitude of, of, of conviction for those of us who need to get free of our own uh, self-designed cages, our own sins, our own dark patterns, let your spirit of conviction, not condemnation, but conviction and, and, and energized repentance come to us this morning. I pray that you drop healing into those of us who need healing, healing in our bodies. In the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters, just receive some healing power in those troubled places right now to set things back into order so that nothing gets in the way. Pain stop, blood flow, life rain. Again, Lord, we are your people and it's good to work with you. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen. Thank you.